Previously on In The Moment. To the ladies who believe that all men are trash, I'm going to tell you something. Got a lot of male friends, got a lot of male family members, know a lot of men in passing, spoken to a lot of men, met a lot of men. You're right. A lot of them are trash. But so many of them are fucking amazing. Amazing men who deal with way more than they would ever really be willing to express to you. A lot of times out of protecting you from having to understand some of the pressures that they are actually facing. And shout out to those men, because every man is not trash. Sick old ward. Sicko Award goes to the clothing brand. Givenchy, however the hell you say it. You know, when Dave Chappelle made the joke about the rapper, the baby who killed a black man and nothing happened to his career, but he said some nasty things about the LGBTQ community and he was canceled. A lot of the people in the LGBT community expressed that they didn't feel as if he had to put down a community in order to try to shine a light on another one. And Dave Chappelle has constantly said he never punches down or he doesn't punch up. He just uses punchlines. Now, okay, sometime you may not necessarily agree with the method that someone uses in order to get a message across, and that's fair. I'm not here to tell you whether what he did was right or wrong. I'm just here to simply say he shined a light on something. And right after that, John Gruden was the head coach in the NFL for the Raiders. They found some emails where he said some things that hinted at racism pretty directly. You know what happened? Stephen A. Smith and the media came out and said, well, it's not the end of the world. I think he should still be able to coach. The Raiders said, we're going to look into it. We'll get back to you. The next day, I believe, they found some more emails where he said some Derogatory things about the LGBTQ community. He was pretty much fired immediately. Stephen A. Smith jumped on the airwaves and said, that man has to go. (laughs) I'm not saying that Dave Chappelle was right. I'm just saying the timing of it all was funny. And then you move on to this clothing brand. Who is now being criticized for designing a noose-shaped necklace. All right, so H&M did this, Gucci did this with the monkey business and all this stuff, right? They offended black people outright. And yeah, I'm mad at some of my people as well because once they did it, we made a little bit of an uproar and then we went home. Gucci lines got longer when Gucci decided to offend black people. So I'm not saying that we don't need to step up and do our part as well, but what I am saying is when this happened, I'm no longer of the belief that these companies are doing this by accident or simply because they don't have a black person in the decision room. No, they're doing this shit on purpose. No black person has to be in a room to tell you that, hey, new shaped necklace is probably not the best way to go. You don't need that. You know exactly what they're doing. You're going to get the uproar. You're going to get the marketing. They're going to talk about it. You're going to get the dollars and then it's going to go away. And then even black people won't give a shit anymore. And when you think of these clothing lines, 
if we're being honest, right at the head of them, usually, are individuals from the LGBTQ community. No one cared. There was no uproar. I don't even believe there was an uproar from us. So am I blaming anyone? Yes, I'm blaming everyone, including us. Because I know I'm still going to see a black person wearing this clothing brand. And I don't know why this wasn't just as big of a topic as Dave Chappelle's special. No one's outside these stores protesting, marching, or doing anything to fight for the fact that they offended us in such a manner. I could dig a little deeper into what that's supposed to look like to you, but then I would be considered punching down on someone to shine a light on someone else. And I won't do that. But I'm saying that to say, you see, Sicko Award. Hell with them. Who's next? Moment of the week. Y'all, is this the pettiest thing I've ever done? Listen, I have always said that I will never be the person that allows Instagram or Twitter or any form of social media allow me or affect my decision-making in any way about anything or anyone. I've always said this. I'll never be the guy to be mad at someone for unfollowing me. By the way, there's someone who unfollowed me and someone else that I work with. And we were the only two you unfollowed. Don't think I don't know. Don't think I don't know what's going on there. Oh, do I, though? Hey, it's all good. It's all good. You ever had somebody unfollow you, though? And they follow 3,000 people? Jay and I was talking about this today. How the hell are you going to unfollow me? You follow 800 people. You telling me I'm the worst out of these 800 damn people? That feel personal. And it is. And I noticed. But I didn't react until the other day. I went to this dentist that's close to me. And I enjoyed them. They were great. They were fun. They said they were fans. I was like, this is awesome. And they're very close. Convenient. So I was going to leave my other dentist. I'm out of there. Cuffing season or not. So I went to set up my appointment for my cleaning. Because it was time to stop running. Went on my Instagram and I looked up the dentist. So that I can remember where it was. I saw that the dentist unfollowed me. I posted a picture with them, man. They just unfollowed me. You know what I did? I called my old dentist. Hey. Hey, big head. <laughs> hey, stranger. These teeths is ready. You know, I'm out. I'm never going back to the dentist that's better, cleaner, closer. Ever again. Because she unfollowed me. How could you? How are you supposed to know how my teeth look like if you're not following me, stupid? <laughs> I'm out. They was like, Mo, you bugging. It's business. I, nah, nah. I'll be down to my last tooth before I step foot in that dentist's office again. Be the last time you unfollow me because you blocked. My mom ain't raised me like that. I'm sorry, mama. Who's next? Reflective moment of the week. My trouble used to just double. When I ain't have a dollar, I used to struggle to struggle. Yeah, I was dreaming about the game. I was thinking, you know something I realized? I feel like life is designed to make you feel bad, even when you feel good. And if you're not aware of this, you will find yourself in a position where you constantly feel bad. The reason I'm saying this is because think about it. 
When you feel bad, you feel bad. You're depressed, you're sad, whatever the case. When you feel good, when good things start to happen to you, whether that's happiness, success, whatever, a lot of the times the people around you will make you feel guilty about the good things that are happening to you. You got to deal with people who are jealous, people who are haters, and some of us will allow that to make us feel guilty about feeling good, which ultimately will lead you to feeling bad. I have friends, I talked about this, who did not reach out when I was on the bird show, but reached out when I put on a dress because they wanted me to feel bad, even though I was doing good. It's fucked up when you think about it. You work so hard to get to a place in your life where you have something, and the moment you do, you're going to have people hating on you and telling you you don't deserve it and you shouldn't have it. And if you don't have enough mental strength to go fuck you, you'll actually believe them and start to feel bad about feeling good. You post something on Instagram and people are like, hey, read the room. We don't want to know that you got a new job because people are out here struggling. I get it, but damn. What I think we forget a lot of the times is when somebody finally gets to the point where they feel good and have something to feel good about, they usually struggle to get that shit too. You just may not know about their struggle. Because most people don't walk around posting their struggles on Instagram. Yeah, you might post a new car, the new job, the new boyfriend, the new pet, the new bag, whatever. But most of us not posting the snotty nose picture of when we was depressed, crying, face on the ground every damn day. Ain't posting that. Because if you did, what would people say? Ain't nobody want to hear that shit. (laughs) Hey, what you posting that for old depressed ass? But then the moment you go through the depression in the dark and then you want to shine in the light, ain't nobody want to see that shit. (laughs) What y'all want, man? What do people want you to show? I want people to be in pain. I want them to be happy. What do people want? You'll never know. You kill yourself trying to figure it out. I post when I win because I don't want y'all to see when I struggle. What's that going to do? That ain't going to help you. That ain't going to inspire you. That's not going to make you feel good. Well, maybe it will because some people are that toxic. They get off by seeing you down. Ain't that a... My point in this is, hey, if you feel good, well, damn it, feel good. And feel good about feeling good. Because ain't nothing bad about feeling good. Like, oh. Who's next? Question of the week. What is the hardest part of your job? Oh, that's a good question. Well, that's changed over the years, to be honest. Because at this point in life, I could ask you which one. I have eight of them. But I'm assuming you're talking about radio. And that's also changed over the years. Because I think when I first started, the hardest part was a lot of things. (laughs) Being vulnerable, adjusting to being the new guy in the room, the black guy in the room, the new guy in radio, the new guy in Atlanta, everything was new. There was a lot of adjustments that took place in my first couple of years in radio. What can I say? What can I say? I don't want to look stupid. I don't want to sound stupid. I I feel like my experiences are different. My voice is different. Everything that's about me is different. My past is different. Is this person insulting me? Does this person, like, it's just so much, man. Like, how am I supposed to react to the 
to the hate, to the all of this and being vulnerable. And then you got to get tough skin. So much has to happen in a little bit of time when you find yourself at a certain level of radio. But all of those things were hard. Eventually, you kind of conquer these things one by one. You start to get a little more comfortable and you find your groove. And I think at that point, you realize, okay, waking up at four or five in the morning is never going to feel good. That doesn't get any easier ever. I don't care how long you do it. Waking up at four in the morning is waking up at four in the morning. But I don't know if that's the hardest part. Um, I would say today, with where I am, the hardest part about working in radio is probably the fact that you have to find a way to be on every single day. And what I mean by that is with most jobs, they embrace the fact that you're human. So you may be having a bad day. You may just not be feeling it that day. Your mind may be clogged or cloudy that day or whatever the case. Usually you have the kind of job where you can still do your job. You do what you got to do. Nobody cares if you're smiling or you're frowning while you do it. You just do it. You behind a computer, if you're doing construction, if you're doing physical work, whatever the case, you just do what you got to do. Sometimes your job will actually take your mind off of some of the things you're going through. But in radio, especially when your job is to entertain, you don't really get that luxury. If you're having the worst day ever, no one really cares. If your mind just isn't there because you didn't sleep well, or if you just, for whatever reason, are just having, sometimes you just kind of black out. You don't see things as quickly as you, as you normally do. It's like a professional athlete who just doesn't always have his stuff. Some games are not the best games, no matter how hard he tries. Radio, in a way, is kind of the same. Some days you just don't feel funny. You don't feel great. You don't feel like you have anything to share, and you have to find a way because <laughs> the show goes on. Nobody cares. So those days when you just have to really dig extremely deeply to find a way to be on is probably the hardest part of the job for me. Who's next? Quote of the week comes from one of my favorite all-time people, Tupac Shakur. It was a quote that came up on the Burt Show this week, actually, and it's one of my favorite quotes of all time, where he basically said, before you ask yourself why somebody hates you, you should ask yourself why you care, period. And we were speaking to people who always have negative things to say about other people and other people's personal lives online. And I said something that I felt was similar to that, which is before you decide to comment on someone else's personal life, ask yourself why you care. I think it goes both ways. And I just found a way to implement my own quote into quote of the week with the great Tupac Shakur's quote. It was narcissistic and it was nasty, but damn it, it was effective. Who's next? In my final moments, man, I just want to say to y'all, perspective is everything. And sometimes it just takes a simple shift in your mindset in order for you to appreciate and see things differently. Instead of saying, I have to go to work today, say, I get to go to work today. I have to have a busy day today, say, I get to have a busy day today. And Bert did that for me as well one of these mornings when I was talking about my heart and having to adjust some of my lifestyle choices and the way that I'm living at such an early age because of the fact that basically uh, having heart issues runs in my family. And so I, at an earlier age than most, have had to make some adjustments that I didn't necessarily want to make, but I made them. I'm doing what I got to do. And I was looking at it from the perspective of, damn, why me? At this age, I got to do this and I got to do that. And I shouldn't even be thinking about no heart issues. And Bert was like, hey, man. Maybe that's the universe's way of getting to you a little sooner to keep your ass around a little longer. <laughs> Maybe you need to be here because you got a lot of work to do. So what, you mad that you got to get healthier earlier so that you can live a longer life? And I really had no comeback to that. 
<laughs> you ever want to be mad? Somebody just take that shit right from you? I can't even be mad? Yo. <laughs> he was right. He was absolutely right. And it completely changed the way I looked at it. Split. In that moment, in an instant. And it reminded me that sometimes that quick little perspective shift can do so many great things for you mentally. As always, I appreciate y'all for being in the moment with me. It's always a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And it felt good to be back and get to talk all my shit without somebody being in the way to interrupt or distract me. Till next time. I love y'all, man. Next week, bitches. Yo, Tiffany Haddish slid in my DMs and told me that when I post the Sagittarius video, she's going to post it. She followed me, slid in my DMs. I don't know how she found me, but it's lit. So now I'm about to completely try to move Scorpio out the way because I'm going in order. So she wants the Sag video. Scorpio has to get the fuck out the way, man. I love y'all, but I got to get this video to Tiff. I got to break this order. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that y'all don't have to have birthdays. Just push them back. Pretend like you a Kanye album. Just keep pushing that shit back. Pretend like you Stephen A. Smith hairline. Just keep pushing it back until the Sag season so I can get this video to the great Tiffany Haddish. Hey, real recognized real, and it felt really amazing to be shouted out by one of the greatest comedians doing it right now. Come on, Tiff. We got a lot in common, baby. See what I did there? Back roll. Uh, I know. Did it again. Check. I'm talking hurt. When your bed feel like it's dirt. When you lost, no longer know the cost. Thought you were a boss till you couldn't make it work. Had a team, but you just couldn't manage. Looking like you the only reason for the damage. Did everything to get her to find that you didn't fit her. Sometimes it's the prize that'll force you to be a quitter. Didn't really know what being apart meant. Till you learned it was home just to be with her. All this time you were house searching for perfect. Let so much go and you wondering was it worth it. Either way, it's done, gotta respect it. Think about the moments and all the times you reflected. The times you connected, accepted, just and neglected. When you should have did everything to protect it. Fuck. If I could get it back one time, I'd probably blow it and I know it, but I really wish that I could just get it back one time. If I could really get it back one time, I'd probably get it back one time.